0: This week on Wonder Out Loud. Do you wonder how to have conversations about your worth at a company? Mackenzie will share her experience with all of us. Welcome to the next episode of Wonder Out Loud. We want to hear from authentic people that share real stories about their successes, pitfalls, and all their learnings when it comes to workplace dynamics.
1: We are Ella and Flory today of the WONDER team, and as always, are starting with a WONDER question. Today's icebreaker is, how do you calm your mind before a difficult conversation at work?
0: Thanks, Ella. Well, for me, it is really important to put myself into the other person's shoes. So what I normally do, especially when it's a difficult conversation, is I try to understand what is that position of the other person before that conversation. So very clearly thinking about what is that person feeling, what might that person be feeling, um, what might they be going through, just to really show up empathetic and to show up kind with less of a drive of my personal emotions, but actually kind of giving that person the benefit of the doubt and allowing them to be authentically themselves. Ella, what about you? Um, I totally agree with
1: you uh, on the part about being uh, empathetic. For me, it's also about trying to figure out what my own point is, like really what is my issue that I want to uh, get across. Um, and once I know that, I feel very well equipped to have a constructive uh, conversation and finally find a solution.
0: Thanks, Ella, for sharing. That's amazing. And I think that brings us to our guest of the day. Joining us today is Mackenzie Doll. She is an extrovert, an energy bubble, and with a very genuine heart in her daily life. She loves to connect people's affinity and generosity towards a cause, which is obviously in the philanthropic space. She's currently um, also working there in the healthcare sector, and I think um, she considers her superpower being very genuine and also an extrovert. So we're really happy to have you here today, Mackenzie. How do you actually calm your mind
2: before a difficult work conversation? To jump right in. I love both of your answers. I think I'm more on Ella's side. I really have to put myself in that person's shoes, but then think at the end of the day, why are we meeting? What are we meeting about? Think of my agenda and the points that I wanna bring up and the points that I wanna lead with and make sure that it's productive, both people feel good or a group feels really good about it. Um, And also to help calm myself, I would say like, while you were both talking, I'm like picturing a conversation that I have later today. And I usually take 15 to 30 minutes off. I'll even put it on my calendar before a really important meeting or a difficult conversation and just know that I'm not checking email. I'm not checking texts. I'm truly, I'm a really visual person. So I'm visualizing how that conversation will go and thinking through those talking points like Ella mentioned.
0: I think that's such good advice, especially for our listeners. And I'd love to dive a bit deeper when you talk about difficult conversations. Maybe you can pick one conversation that you've had actually in the past that might have been a difficult one for you. How would you embrace it if you would have that conversation
2: again? And how would you embrace that nowadays or today? Oh my gosh, yes. Great question. So Earlier in my career, I'm in, like Flory mentioned, I am in the healthcare sector. I do, um, in the realm of philanthropy, lots of events and, you know, fun things where people give toward different causes in my community. There was one event and one, um, gentleman who I was working with, he kept telling me he wanted to make a donation, come to this event. And he told me for months and months and months at at a certain point, I kind of stopped believing him and I was like, okay, sure, sure, sure. The event happened. He showed up without a ticket and he was so furious at me and I was way younger in my career and I was such a rule follower back then. I was like, but sir, you did not do X, Y, Z to come to this event. You have been telling me for months, but he never actually took the action to get there by making the donation or whatever it was at that time. And he told me, and I'll never forget this. He said, I feel like I'm just another drop in the bucket. And it broke my heart. It really did. I think about that conversation all the time. I never want anybody. I'm such a relationship oriented person. I look back and I was following the rules. Um, You can't come to this thing because of this excuses, excuses told my boss. But at this point in my career, I feel like I'm way more relationship oriented even than I was back then. And if someone's going to tell me they're going to do something, I probably would have, you know, broken the rules. I would have put his name on the RSVP list, gotten in trouble afterwards if that were the case, but I would have rather held up our relationship and never made anyone feel like they are just another drop in the bucket and have had that heartbreak on my soul for the past seven, eight years, um, than just been following the rules. And, you know, I would have just let it happen.
0: That's so genuine also from your end to express that emotion, right? that you felt, um, like you said, you felt heartbroken. So you must have been really invested in that relationship. And I guess you're also very invested in relationships, given your genuity at the workplace. So how do you, how do you actually manage to keep that, that balance for yourself? Because some people might always disappoint you and some people might not show up uh, or not actually do what they say they're going to do.
2: How do you manage that in your daily job? I feel like it's hard and it's ever changing. And as I'm getting, you know, more and more into my career, it's also evolving. Um, I used to be a lot more sensitive to, you know, things like that. Um, but now I like your, I like actually both like that icebreaker question was great because everyone has their own agenda. Everyone, you know, especially like highly emotionally intelligent people, they're not intentionally trying to disrupt the workplace or break your heart or whatever it may be. Everyone comes with their own agenda. And I'm just learning that sometimes I fit into that in certain conversations. Sometimes what I want isn't what they want. And that's just life. And I have to be realistic with that. And it might not be intentional or might not be people out trying to get you, but everyone has an agenda. And sometimes things work out and sometimes things don't, and you just can't take it that heartfelt.
0: That is so beautiful that, as you said, you found kind of a coping mechanism on how to interact, um, with that, or how do you go about that? I would be very interested going a bit more into the emotional conversations at work and into that space. Do you have them? When do you have them? Um, when is also a moment you think it's appropriate to have them and how do you prepare for them? Like, where is for you that kind of segue to a special, uh, lead, lead into an emotional conversation when there's a lot of heated elements in the game or when there's already an argument that has been formed
2: how do you normally deal with that right now i have a i have a pretty good sized team that i work with every day there's there's about 18 of us we're all women we most of us are more dominant um in the workplace so we have a lot of opinions We don't always agree. So we have a lot of emotional conversations every day, Flory. I have many on my calendar today. And I think it's really important, kind of going back to even, Ella, what you said, because we jump on Zoom calls, we get in person together weekly. When we come to the table, a virtual or a real table these days, and we have a conversation about a topic that we did not prepare for, it's mayhem. Um, we have so many ideas and there's so many creative people, so many extroverts on our team, myself included. And we all think that that idea is the right idea because we're all strong headed. And so I think it's so important when having these emotional conversations to prep, to make sure that the, it's very clear what we want to accomplish during this meeting, what we're talking about, especially if it's a hard conversation, if it's something with HR or a conversation that went poorly between coworkers, something more serious. I think it's very important to outline the issue, what you want to talk about, what we want to accomplish to give that other person the respect of preparing and not just catching them off guard.
0: But I love that element of respect, right? Like you said, getting into a room with that mutual respect. I would love to learn uh, from your experience bit deeper here maybe you can share a conversation that kind of still lingers in a negative way or also in a positive way from which you've taken a lot of learnings in in the form of emotional sharing when it comes to kind of bringing your personal emotional life um, also to the workplace how did you how did you handle that
2: maybe you can share something on that that's also a really good question i feel like there are so many instances especially earlier in my career where I would get really flustered and cry at work. And so many new, like you have a first time for everything. The first time you get in trouble with a boss, the first time a client gets in trouble, like there's so many different things I can think back on. But one, when I was um, actually my job in university, I had been working there and this is going to be another negative experience, but a great learning lesson. I know you said negative or positive, but this is what comes to my mind. Back, I was 19 or 20 years old. Um, I had a great little job at my university, I had a really fun team. They're all college students. I had worked there for a couple of years, had, you know, minor promotions, couple dollar increases here and there. Didn't think anything of it at the time. One of my male counterparts, who is younger than me, who worked there um, not as long as me, was just casually talking about his wages during the day. And I was like, oh my gosh. I'm 20. You're 18, which seems so crazy and silly. Now we were so such babies, but I remember him making more than me. And he was two years younger, didn't work there as long. And I was like, is this because he's a male? And so I, at 20, I made a meeting with my manager who was also a grad student. (laughs) So she couldn't have been more than 24, 25. And I confronted her and I was like, Hey, You know, like I wasn't proactively talking about this conversation about wages. I know it's a little taboo, but this person shared what they're making with me. I feel like I should be compensated accordingly. I've been here. You know, I came in with my little pitch I prepared and I just remember her. And this is my first like real negative experience in the workplace. She shut me down. She told me it was inappropriate to talk with coworkers about how much everybody was making even though I was not even the one who had brought it up. She told me to be grateful for what I had and that I had a great job and I was a college student and that was that. And I walked out of her office and that was, that stuck with me forever and ever because I feel like emotionally, I was so discouraged from that at such a young age. And I was like, wow, I shouldn't have, you know, gone in there and talked to her, even though this person was just openly and a man confidently talking about it in the workplace. And so when I had my very first job post college, they told me, this is what you make. Be grateful for it. No negotiation. And I was like, okay, I guess this is just the workplace. And I, from two experiences now, I think this is just how it goes. Now I know that is not to be true at all because that is so inappropriate. I don't think anyone who has that, who has a high EQ at this day and age would ever say that to someone. This is a conversation. And even if you do have very, I know, especially certain industries have very robust pay grades, pay levels. It's different for every country, even Um, that's not how you go about things. And I, I now see that as a leader and having managing people myself, that that's just not how you handle conversations and kind of back full circle, Flory, that respect aspect. So important, especially as a young woman. To come into the workplace like that i think that we need better role models and just more open conversations around everything and i don't think things like compensation in the workplace should be taboo amongst many other topics
0: a hundred percent well thanks so much for sharing this and now looking back being already you're being very advanced in your career is there an element where you can say okay I've gone through this position myself, but if I would be a manager in this position right now, how would you handle this conversation and how would you engage with the people in your team when this conversation would come up? I'd love to hear maybe you can share from your own experience for our listeners um, to give a direct example of how you turned this very negative experience into a learning, into something that you would
2: do very differently, how would you approach it? Your question is how I would handle it, asking for a promotion or how one of my team members, if they were coming to me asking.
0: If your team member would actually come to you, how would you as a manager handle
2: it? I would be completely honest with them and I would say this is the typical salary range, you know, whatever I was approved to say by HR. But if, you know, what you were thinking is outside of this, please think about it, come back to me with a list, of why. I want to see what industry standards are. I want to see, you know, how you, what's different about you and your learning lessons, maybe your past experiences that you're coming from set you apart. And let's make this a conversation. I can't promise anything. I always want to set those expectations, but I want you to bring me back a list of what you think is appropriate um, and what your reasoning behind that is. And let me have a discussion with our HR team to see if there's anything, you know, that we can do. That is so
0: rich, I think for anybody listening here it's so rich to hear your experience of how you've completely transformed into kind of role modeling what you actually didn't receive early in your career um, I'd love to know now when you hear these stories which come up all the time how do you how does it make you feel when you still hear these um, this discrepancy when it comes to compensation, when there's this lack of emotional conversations at the workplace, when it comes to these very important issues, how does it make you feel personally?
2: Still a little like struck that we that I even had to go through some of these experiences. And there have been so many. Um, and I know so many, especially for young women starting the workplace. But I love to just empower my coworkers now And I'm really confident now in the workplace and I'm, I will give pushback. Like I will say, Flory, if that's how Ella spoke to you, I think that you should both have an open dialogue and confront the issues. You know, again, kind of back to that icebreaker. That was such a great icebreaker. And I just keep thinking about it. But I think that there are so many things Ella can be thinking one thing about, she can leave a meeting saying that went great. And Flory leaves that same exact conversation saying, I wish I said this, that's not, the point that I wanted it across, you know, and you're up all night tossing and turning about it. So I, like my teammates, my friends, even coaching up to my managers, I just like to empower people to speak their truth because at the end of the day, we are human beings. It's just a job. Unless you are saving hearts and babies or doing brain surgery, like these, this is corporate America on my side in America. Um, it's cutthroat. And I think that we need to have that respect for each other. We're all humans and just empowering people to speak their truth.
0: Yes, yes. And hundred percent. Yes. Well, thanks so much for sharing on this. I'd love to dig a little bit deeper on a positive emotion that you might have felt in your workplace. When you think back in the last, let's say, two months, is there a certain situation that comes up for you where you were like starstruck because it was so positive. It was so exciting. And you felt extreme belonging and empowerment. Maybe you can share an experience on that.
2: My current manager is extremely emotionally intelligent. She has poured into me so much. She's taught me so much um, about what I can improve on, my opportunities, what I'm good at. And we had our mid-year review um, just like a month ago, actually. And she, we talked a lot about... One of my strengths being to manage up. And I've been told that in different positions in my career that I'm really good at managing up to my bosses, keeping everybody in line. (laughs) I'm just I think another one of my superpowers is delegating and I'm super efficient. So I think like even if you are a boss or a boss boss or you're so high up, I think that everyone still needs to be held accountable and again, we are all humans. I don't really look at it as, yes, you're my superior. I will, I respect you. I respect everybody, though. So I think when she told me that one of my biggest strengths um, that she's seen working in this healthcare industry, where we have very, very prominent CEOs, CFOs, COOs that are, you know, employ hundreds of thousands of employees, and for her to tell me that I stick out to them because I can manage up and delegate to them, keep them in line, prepare them for meetings... I that was like a high in itself, because I can do that to anybody. um, But to be to, to have that recognition, I was definitely very excited about.
0: That is so wonderful to see that it is possible to manage up nowadays. It's so rare. And it's not always an option when it comes to very stale corporations. So I'm extremely impressed that you were able to tap into that. I would be very interested when it comes to your work environment, one thing that you really dislike or one thing that you absolutely love um, when it comes to virtual work rather than in-person work. I think we've all seen this massive transition in the last two years. So I'm curious to see for you especially, how did you actually transition through that
2: process? Yeah, I am your classic millennial, so I love work from home or a hybrid model. um, I think that's the biggest bonus Um, being in the healthcare industry throughout the pandemic has been so hard. I am not clinical, but to see our nursing teams, our care teams, the patients go through everything. It's been so important that I am able to help in the hospitals and we have, um, we have almost 20 hospitals in my little area that I help, you know, my team helps oversee, Um, so I think it's so important that human element of being in person, but then I also do a ton of business work. I am do lunch meetings, dinner meetings, virtual meetings. So I think having that flexibility and autonomy of making my own schedule that I did not have pre pandemic is incredible. I love being able to sit on my couch, my home office go into the office, go to a lunch meeting. Like I truly can control my calendar. So I love that, how fluid it is. But I would also think that's a negative for myself because I am very regimented, And so it's hard not knowing what my calendar looks like. I don't have Mondays here and Tuesdays here. Like it truly just ebbs and flows, which I love. But then I try to not be anxious about that because I have to check my calendar before I go to bed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, should I actually have curled my hair this morning because I have a 7 a.m. meeting 30 miles away? Or, oh, no, no, I'm good. I can just open my laptop. So I think just, it's been two years, but I'm still not used to it. And so I'm very curious for what the future holds. And I think that everyone, um, I have coworkers who only like working in person and I have coworkers who only like working from home. So I don't think that there's a perfect workplace solution for this. I think that this has opened it up to, allowing us to be more fluid, but I just don't know if there's ever going to be a right answer for how like the future looks.
0: Well, I completely agree. I think we're pivoting towards a very interesting future scenario of the workplace. Maybe Ella, you want to jump in here. What do you think um, will be the future in terms of uh, work environment? I think Mackenzie is right
1: on saying that it will be a hybrid. But I am curious about what you think, Mackenzie, do you think it's going to go more back into the office world or even like more of a thing that people will have their own office at home or what do you think it's going to be?
2: I know that. So um, in, on like the U S side, a bunch of the like big corporations in New York and California and Florida have already mandated you're coming back in or you have to come back in two, three days a week, but then some have gone completely opposite and have made full remote life But with that has come salary cuts, different things, because people can move all over the states. Um, So I I have seen already all of this fiscal year in 2022, I've seen a lot of companies already, you know, kind of put their foot down and just made that decision. Um, But moving forward, I don't know. I would love to see, I would selfishly love to see like a four-day workplace with hybrid two days and two days. Which I know doesn't fit everyone, but I am so extroverted and I am out in the field a lot that I can't imagine my job not being in person. So I know that's a little different from people who can travel and be fully remote and work on their own, you know, entrepreneurship timelines. I I uh, I agree. I
1: think especially uh, having in mind what you said before that having Zoom calls uh, when you don't really have a have a have a clear structure and everything can get uh, very chaotic. Um, and maybe also less creative. Um, Sorry, I think we both learned a lot today. Um, What was one thing you liked, one thing you learned, and one thing that you would uh, lean more into in the future?
0: Thanks, Ella. So first I want to say one thing that I liked was very much your amazing experiences, Mackenzie, that you showcased, especially about discrepancy when it comes to salaries. I think it's still a very huge... topic and people, they don't talk about it. And it's one thing that I I really liked you showcasing today. When it comes to a thing I learned, it is also to prep more. I think you shared a beautiful element of showing up to a meeting very well prepared. And I'm taking that 15 minutes hint that you've shared. I think it was such a good takeaway for me to to actively maybe even put it in my schedule and in every meeting to prepare that 15 minutes of that intention. What am I going to do there? What do I want to take out of that meeting? Um, so to have that time to arrive, I think is so crucial and you've showcased it beautifully. So thanks so much. Um, for that, I think one thing I really want to lean into is managing up. Um, I thought that was such a cool new perspective. Also for me, because I think now we're transitioning to that middle management sector and managing up often doesn't come and pop into our minds. So for me, that was such a beautiful leaning in opportunity that I want to do in the future. Um, And I think you, you had such a a, a, a humongous impact when when it comes to um, managing up so I'd love to to take that and and, and and model that behavior so I'm taking a lot away here Ella what about you anything you liked you learned and you're going to lean into
1: well being a student myself and not having lots of work experiences yet I obviously learned a lot um, I really like the element of having confidence and also having clear points when it comes to pay, uh, asking for a pay raise. Um, I think especially being a female, I think this is really helpful and really important for all of us. Um, what I learned, I think that also adds to that and also about the um, having a clear structure and a very good schedule for yourself when you work at home or hybrid. Especially because I agree that's gonna uh, develop further in the future, um, and what I will le- uh, lean into more is that as well. I think this this confidence and uh, uh, yeah, um, self management that I will definitely uh, need more more in the future. So thank you very much.
0: Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Mackenzie, for being here today. Also from my side, uh, we learned a lot. So so really grateful for. For your time today. Thanks for being wonderfully connected and hope you tune in next time on Wonder Out Loud. For more information, check out our website, wonder.in, or follow us on social media at wonder.app.